The following live show is broadcast on the 27th of June 2010 at 8pm Pacific, 1am UK time as part of the Pride 48 48 hour podcasting marathon. We're gonna write a book about everything So many things that we can explore Documented in a series of sex tapes I'm not sure what we did that for Flat 29's big book of everything Burn all the sex books is they're obsolete It's our attempt to rewrite history By making sex tapes every other week Hi, I'm Dan. I'm Charlie. And I'm Rich. And we are collectively known as Flat29. Excellent. Now, before we get started with this, for anyone who hasn't heard us before, we're going to do a quick explanation as to who we are and what the hell we're doing here. We do a fortnightly podcast called Flat29's Big Book of Everything. It's sort of a comedy encyclopedia type thing, if you can call it comedy. Anyway, um, we do a new topic every fortnight, and it's loads of rubbish for sort of 35, 40 minutes, and we try and make a sort of comprehensive guide about every single thing ever. As has been mentioned in some of the trails for this show, we're not actually gay ourselves, but we would certainly class ourselves as a gay-friendly podcast. We think the Pride Weekend is a fantastic event, and we are very happy to be supporting it and part of it. Anyway, so, excitingly, this is a very, very special live edition of this podcast. And so, rather than just having one measly little topic, as we normally do, we want to have as many topics as possible. Uh, And so we would like all of you to send them in. So, if you could send those discussion points into the Pride 28 chat room, or as that's going a bit quickly on our screen, you could send that into Twitter at Flat29. Yes, we're watching the chat room now. Lots of people in there. Very good. But as we are looking for discussion topics, we're looking for anything you want us to talk about. You'll have some idea as we go through some stuff in a minute. Just send them into the Twitter to be guaranteed that we definitely see them. But we're definitely looking at the live feed and... It's very sexual. It is quite sexual. Right, let's jump straight in with a question from listener Lurry Dean, who's written in to ask us to invent a dream appliance or describe the perfect pet. I think, I don't know whether those two are related. Dream appliance or perfect pet? What do you think, guys? Perfect pet's got to be anything that brings you things, hasn't it? Like, so like a, food a and pet drink. butler. Like a monkey that can cook. It's just help a monkey is the obvious answer and is in fact the most awesome pet. What would you have a monkey cook you, Rich? Probably an omelette. Start <laughs> off small. Start off small because you don't want to, com- you know, it's not, you don't want it too complex for his tiny monkey brain. Work his way up to a roast dinner. Because an omelette, yeah, that is easy. What would you, so yeah, just a couple of eggs in a pan, yeah, splash we'll of milk. Start off with just with an egg omelette, no frills. And then we'll be making you a roast dinner within the week. Yeah. Fantastic. Charlie, perfect pet? Um, yeah, I'm up there with the health monkey. I, really, I want something that can make me a cup of tea. I so mean, you guys are looking at pets in a very different way to most people. Most people want them as maybe companionship, a little guy to follow you around, have fun with. But to be honest... You're looking all, for something functional. Come on, yeah, Dad. Definitely. All my best friends make me tea. So really, you know, I'm just trying to include it in my circle of friends as a lifetime companion who brings me tea. <laughs> I have got a tea for you here, actually, Charlie. Okay. Oh, that's very nice. Thank you, Dan. <laughs> okay, yeah. Appliance, dream appliance. What do you think? Ooh. 
Maybe something that could do my ironing for me. <laughs> so the monkey. <laughs> yeah, I mean, again. Your pet is an appliance, isn't it? Would you not want an exotic pet? Something which no one's going to have? Um, I don't know. Uh, an extinct animal. Dinosaur. I quite want a liger. That's a cross between a lion and a tiger. It is indeed, Dan. I just I feel that would be exciting. Especially if I could make it you know, wear a saddle. So it would be like Battle Cat from He-Man. And then I could make small children ride it around the local park. Just for my own amusement. <laughs> Fantastic. We've already got people writing in the chat room saying that it's so Rich can spank his monkey. How do you feel about that, Rich? Is yeah, that part of the thing? I, Are you trying no. to involve your monkey butler in some kind of sex games? No, there wouldn't be any of that going on, I can assure you. Unless he does <laughs> something really bad. Unless he really wants it. <laughs> <laughs> if he brings you a paddle first thing in the morning, then, you know, it's going to go downhill for the days. If it? his omelette's patchy... Okay. <laughs> Sexual punishment. Yeah. No, well, we Spanish on the bad monkey. We've started well, haven't we? We're what a couple minutes in, and we're talking about yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> right. Let's go on to a letter that's come in from listener and Sonic One champion Claire Johnson. With a very impressive time, was it twenty-seven seconds? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She says, wow. "I'm a little surprised of the topic of drinking games that never really made it into your parties podcast." So we did a podcast about parties a little while ago, where um we we did talked about a load of stuff but we didn't talk about drinking games got any favorite drinking games or drinking games you'd like to see i don't really usually play drinking games but maybe we could u- stop using alcohol and use weird stuff like what bleach uh yeah, yeah i meant things like uh, ketchup or something salsa a shot of salsa well there you could get Imagine ketchup that. in sachets so they're ideally sized yeah aren't they? vinegar yeah um, salt, <laughs> like a shot of salt. Are you basically just saying you're going to work your way through your spice rack? In through fact, the, the condiments. spice rack that I made. <laughs> it fell apart and got burnt. What yeah. else could we do? Okay, so, so you're going to a chip shop and packing a load of um, uh, sauces into your bag, come home and then just neck them one by one. What's the game in that? What's the, what's the competitive well, it's element? it's just like a normal drinking game, so you've got to do it whenever someone, um, I don't know... What about if you have them in unmarked containers and do it kind of like Russian roulette and one of them's, you know, actually something poisonous and the rest are just... Unfl- one of them's special sauce and the yeah. rest are actual condiments that you might recognise. That's a good idea. I think we should uh, throw this out in the chat room. If you want to suggest to us some drinking games, I think what I'd ideally like to do is turn this now. We've got an hour, right? 55 minutes now. Let's make a drinking game now and let's all get drunk. So send us in some ideas on the chat room for your drinking games or on Twitter at Flat29. And uh, yeah, we'll come back to that and we'll, 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 we'll see how drunk we get. See how drunk we get. <laughs> Okay, let's go on to another question. I'm going to go for a quick fire question for you now, Rich. Quick fire question. Okay. This one's coming from listener Daniel Brewer. He says, Can you explain the errant minor seventh in the second stanza of scoring the goals? <laughs> <laughs> this is a excellent question. This is a song that we did for our previous podcast on football. Rich did a song, and he's got a musical question for you there. What do you think, Rich? I'm uh, I'm gonna have to. Can you say that again? So errant, <laughs> that's too much for there's me. There's an errant minor seventh in the second an stanza. Errant minor seventh. Ooh, I didn't notice that in there. I don't usually go by stanzas as well. <laughs> I thought that was poetry. I Did think you use a minor seventh at any point during the song, Rich? I might have done, yeah. <laughs> I think Daniel Brewer wins this one, Rich, yeah, to be honest. Yeah, he does. I mean, I, I do know about minor sevenths, but, I mean, I, you frame me there. You're saying this time it was a happy accident. I thought it was only three chords. <laughs> Or four chords. Well, you wrote it. Oh, I well, that is an inconclusive answer. Now, Daniel, I can see that Daniel's actually in the chat room at the moment and suggested us a drinking game. Every time Rich messes up the name of, of the event, we take a shot. 
Okay? Ah. That sounds good. We've got another one coming as well. Every time they say, um, or, uh, take a drink. Now, that is just, you're really asking for a problem there. That's that's ambitious. That is going to be a problem. So, that one, we'll leave that one up to you, whether you want to do that. That's why there's lots of pauses. We're just drinking. It's true. Absolutely. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, you can see the sort of questions we're looking for today. We've got a few that have been sent in up to the event, but we're looking for more from you guys. We want some more questions to tackle over the course of the show. Now, we're going to go on to one of our first features of the event now. Here we go. Challenge Charlie. Let's take away his dignity and pride. Challenge Charlie. We'll make him do whatever we decide. Challenge Charlie. Challenge Charlie is the section that we try to do regularly on our podcast and what we do is we give Charlie a challenge and he has to do it. It's kind of all there in the title for you. Challenge Charlie and this time we've got a challenge for him based on a long-running theme in our podcast. If you're familiar with our podcast, you will know what I mean when I say that you can't fake a cake on the make. If you are new to our podcast and you don't know what I mean by that, why would you? Even if you do know, you probably still don't know what I mean by that. I I don't know what you mean by that, and I was there. I don't know what I mean by that. So let's have a quick reminder. This is a clip from our podcast on The Elderly where we talked about faking a cake on the make. So this is just an explanation for you. Here you go. I think a Battenberg cake is the best sort of metaphor for a integrated multicultural society that I've ever seen as well. You can nestle quietly on the shelf, uh, you know, next to a ginger Jamaican spice cake and... Uh, exactly. You know, all sorts. Uh, it takes a lot of cakes to make a... Um, cake. <laughs> no, what's this phrase? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, are you going with it, it takes all the colours to make a rainbow or something? Like, yeah, but, but it's kind of a mixture of... It t- takes lots of cake to make... And then there isn't a collective noun for cake. It takes a cake to make a fake. <laughs> what does that mean? What? No, I'm just making say and say. I've got another one. Okay. You cannot fake a cake on the make. <laughs> <laughs> what does on the make mean? I've forgotten. <laughs> So there we go. That's a little recap of our clip where we talked about faking a cake on the make. I hope that makes more sense to you now. It doesn't for us. Uh, So ever since Rich came up with this amazing and delicious slice of wisdom, you can't fake a cake on a make, we've been struggling to understand it and put it into some kind of practical application. It's a saying that could really help us, I think, in our everyday lives. If only we could find out what it meant. So at the moment, it doesn't mean anything. Until now! (laughs) Oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> right, Charlie, your challenge for this live chapter is to fake a cake on the make. Now, I'm just going to open my bag here. We, oh, I've, I've, I've attempted to make what I consider to be a cake on the make. Okay, And the dictionary definition of on the make is actively seeking profit, higher social status, or a sexual partner slash sexual adventure. So my cake is... I'm not having a sexual adventure with a cake. Can you help me with this now? No, my cake is actively seeking uh, sexual adventure. Here's here's attempt one. It's got some sexy lips on it. See that? Those are quite sexy. There we go. Uh, Sexy lips. Nice baking. I I tried again. Here's another cake. Did you Uh, actually do these, Dan? I iced them. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, That's a slightly less sexy, but... This know. is my slightly sexy... And in the end, I tried doing these lips, but it didn't work out too well. So in the end, I just drew some boobs 
boobs on a cake. There you go. Very nice. So this is our cake on a make, okay? it's. Uh, I'll just describe it to the listeners. It's a cupcake with icing on the top in the shape of some boobs. We'll try and twit-pick that uh, during the show. But Charlie's challenge over the course of this um, chapter... I've got a bag for you here, Charlie. Do you want to take that? Right. I'm, it contains some arts and crafts materials such as cardboard, felt tips, sellotape, scissors. You are going to construct a fake cake on the make so you're going to construct a version of this that's fake i hope this is making sense to everyone out there (laughs) basically charlie's going to make a construction of a cake over the over the course of the show so yeah do you feel you're up to that charles um it's quite a difficult one to do whilst doing a radio show at the same time but um it's a challenge it's called challenge charlie it was easy it'd be called just Normal day activities of Charlie. It's true. We've got quite a good selection here. There's some nice marker pens. There's um, two different colours of card. Ooh, that's quite exciting. Two different colours. Scissors and some... uh uh, we're getting a note here saying that visuals are good radio. <laughs> so let's press on with this. We'll, we'll twit pick it at some point. But basically, Charlie's going to make a fake cake. There we go. Right. Okay. I think we should press on with our next feature, which is... Oh, no. Okay. Oh, this is a good start, isn't it? Okay. Let's go on to... Another listener question. Good idea. Okay. Now, we got a a, a letter in from listener Michael Williams saying, since he folded to the pressure and done a podcast on football with the excuse that it's a book about everything, I demand a podcast based on the topic of the composition of my dad's armpit sweat. <sighs> Deary me. That's that's quite an ambitious one because we haven't met his dad. Well, he's he's got us on a technicality there that we're trying to do a book about everything, and so he's rightly called up that everything does include his dad's armpit sweat. Yeah, I mean we could talk about sweat in general as well, and then uh, intersperse it with talking more directly about his uh, <laughs> the sweat. That's a, that's a very good idea, Rich. Yeah, that's very that's very clever. Mix it up a bit. Okay. You know? Um, all right, then well, what do you want to talk about sweat? Well, what we could do is talk about when you sweat. <laughs> um, I'll tell you what, it's actually quite <laughs> sweaty then. now because it's really hot in here. It is really hot. It's really I'm hot. I'm considering taking something off. Oh, oh, I have a chilled beverage. I win. <laughs> well, people are talking a lot in the chat room about royalty. I think this is something that's come up a lot when people have listened to our show. They lo- they know that we love the Queen because everyone in England absolutely loves the Queen. Yeah, I love the Queen. <laughs> we- I've got a poster of her up on my wall. <sighs> love those so, queens. I bow to her in the morning <laughs> while I pray. So, because we've been we've been uh, very lucky to be mentioned on various different podcasts who have participated on Pride Forty Eight, people like Big Fatty, uh, Found Monkeys, that kind of thing, and the Queen comes up quite a lot. And so, yeah, this is good. We're getting some pictures by Prince William now of the Queen put into the chat room. This is all good stuff. I mean, just to be truthful, I di- actually I don't really like the Queen. I don't really like the Queen. Either. I don't. I just we better be quiet there because if she's actually listening. You know what? I we'll think probably get killed. Hey, you're talking about some of my closest friends here. Let's not be rude. <laughs> the thing is, now we are broadcasting over Pride 48. Primarily, I'd say to America because it's really late here. It's about 1 a.m. in in England. We've got some English people listening, uh, so shout out to you guys. But I know there are a lot of uh, people in the U.S. listening. So this is the ideal time to talk about the Queen behind her back. She can't hear us. What if the Queen stayed up late for a special? <laughs> yeah, what if when, one of the corgis needed walking and so she's got up to do that? She does on a Saturday. She stays up a little bit later to watch her telly shows, but not by not till one o'clock. What if she's got up for a nighttime wee and then logged on to the Pride 48 chat room? 
I reckon Philip's there. But under disguise name. Prince Philip will be there. He's there under the Prince William moniker. <laughs> throw us off. <laughs> We're getting some uh, requests of what are you going to take off, Rich? You mentioned you're going to take off an item of clothing. What's I might it? take off my shorts. <laughs> really? <laughs> no. That's an ambitious start. <laughs> That's an audacious first move, isn't it? <laughs> I'll think about it, though. Someone's saying Imagine the Prince that. Philip is hot. I think no, Prince, no, Prince Philip, Philip is racist. Hot. It's distinctly different. Yeah. <laughs> He's Greek, isn't he? <laughs> he is Greek, it's true. And uh, a prominent racist. So that's <laughs> like, I, I met him. It was great. It was one really? of my favourite days, yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Uh, he, kept, he kept his inappropriate comments to a minimum. It was awesome. Prince <laughs> Harry's the best looking one, surely. The princes are very famous on the world stage, isn't it? It's, it's kind of unfair, because I think that we've got some all right people in Britain, you know, for example, maybe us. But we don't get <laughs> very modest. <laughs> but we don't get heard of on the world stage. Anyway, maybe we're maybe this is our start now. One day soon. One day soon. Okay, I think we're going to go into another feature soon. But first off, we're going to have some songs because we're going to pepper this live broadcast with some songs. Some you may have heard of before. Some you may not have heard of before. So let's play a song now. Uh, this is a song called Flat 29 is the Flat for Me. It's one we recorded when we all lived together in a little flat, and it's about the uh, how our flat is very messy. So here's it, and we're going to come back, and we're going to do some more features and try and get ourselves a little bit more sorted. <laughs> Thanks for sticking on. We'll be back in a second. I love you. I love you. I love you. I like you. Overflowing and the living room's a tip Grease and mould and general scum We needed a cleaner so we called Dad's mum She's a criminal When it comes to cleaning Not even Mr Muscle got the surfaces gleaming It was clean for about two days But then we all got takeaways The food is shit, the cooker is a gun It annoys me as much as James Blunt I cook waffles on medium heat They tasted really nice but it took a fucking week The TV only works when you're looking away And the heating goes berserk in the month of May But I can't think of anywhere I'd rather be Flat 29 is the flat for me I think that I am scapulized Cause I live in flat 29 I'm a serious risk From all sorts of tropical diseases That I am scapulized Cause I live in flat 29 I can't think of anywhere I'd rather be Flat 29 is the flat for me Flat 29, the furniture's white The water is erratic, we haven't got a tank The light in the kitchen hasn't worked for ages And the housing association involved hasn't been at all helpful it's criminal! We're living on the edge! We ignore the creature of our daily fruit and veg! The fridge temperature leaves a lot to be desired! And the guy who showed us round this flat should definitely be fired! When I first saw the flat, it was a dream come true! But the building work is shoddy, they probably use glue! From a print stick, or maybe PVA! The rating space is going, it'll fall down one day! Don't get me started on the washing facilities! Let's go with the glow for an up 20p! But I can't think of anywhere I'd rather be! Cos flat 29 is the flat for me! I think that I am scarpelized! It is illegal to watch television in flat 29. 
yours sincerely, Tupac Amaru But Shakur. I can't think of anywhere I'd rather be Cause Flat 29 is a flat for me I think that I am scarred for life Cause I live in Flat 29 I'm a serious risk From all sorts of tropical diseases I think that I am scarred for life Cause I live in Flat 29 I can't think of anywhere I'd rather be Flat 29 is a flat for me I think that I am scarred for life That was Flat 29 is the flat for me by Flat 29. That's us. Hello. Uh, (laughs) We had we had absolute shock in the chat room from people when we said the word cunt on the song. We heard, I'm just going to say, we heard the penis explosion show earlier in the day. <laughs> and if any of you guys heard that, then you have no right to be shocked at us. It's true, that was one <laughs> that of the most foul mouth things very I've heard Very sweary, and we very much liked it. So, yes, yeah, we can say cunts, can't we? This is an alright show to be saying. Surely we on. can say that. Come on, guys, give us a break. So, was yeah, that song are. inspired by Kim and Aggie? Um, yeah, because cleaning up, they're the Kim and Aggie, the, the cleaning ladies, aren't they? Yeah, they? On the telly. It's true, but is that why we did the song? No, it's because our flat was horrible. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty Rather nasty. than cleaning it, we just sang. Yeah. I'd, I'd it, was like, it was like Mary Poppins, actually, and like, you know, kind of, it's not a spoonful of sugar. What's the one about cleaning up that she does with the clicking of the fingers? It was like that for us, basically. We sang a song and the flat tidied itself. It was amazing. I'd just like to say here that uh, a formal apology for calling it Pride 28. Oh! Uh, straight off, Already. I totally got it wrong. That's, Pride that's a faux par if ever there was one. I know. <laughs> I feel like a champ, a complete champ. <laughs> but, um, you know, I think I'm just working on a different clock to everyone else. What, you're, you're listening to it in a 28-hour marathon? I don't know what you lot are course. listening to, but I'm listening to Pride 28. So much better. better. (laughs) It's shorter. (laughs) Okay. Um, Now, we had a few people talking in the chat room while we were playing that song about uh, our songs and everything. And we're we're really glad you liked them, obviously. And uh, Daniel Brewer did a nice suggestion. He says, I have a challenge for Flat 29 to make a song in the future with a sing-along chorus that we can record our vocals to and send them to you. Then you'll have a big chorus. I think this is a good idea to make a kind of Pride 48 anthem where we can record a chorus, get everyone to send in little bits of vocal, maybe a big fatty rap. Yeah, (laughs) always worth a go. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, It'd be like what we do every week where we send it to each other to do stuff, but doing it to the whole of Pride 48. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. Well, get on. We'll we'll get on this, guys. You know, watch this space and we'll we'll put something together. It could be the anthem for next year's show, perhaps. Okay, right. Uh, we've got someone saying here that we need a live performance of Scoring the Girls. We are going to have a live performance of one of our songs at the end of the show. We're saving it up. We're going to be doing a it's live the performance. Finale. <laughs> but for now, let's go into another section. Now, we talked on our chapter 17 about science fiction, and we mentioned to a crime-fighting duo called... Uh, Sherlock Holmes, you might have heard of him, and Professor Winston, you won't have heard of him. Just to remind you, if you remember, if you don't remember about these guys, here's a quick clip. This is the last quick clip. I know they're a bit boring. Here's a quick clip of us talking about Sherlock Holmes on our podcast number 17. I think Sherlock Holmes would be better if to solve every mystery he went back into the past and killed the bad guys, a baby. Yeah, and um, Professor Winston 
Is that his? Is that the person? Doctor Watson. <laughs> not not even close, Rich. Let's get rid of this Doctor Watson character. He's rubbish. Okay, well in the new version, it's Professor Winston. He's got and he's got a little moustache and he's got one of those like you know like a waistcoat and a watch chain thing. <laughs> and that's how they travel back in time. Yeah, Professor Winston. I think Professor Winston's catchphrase would be ay 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 ay. I think it'd be ah oh, shucks. Ah, oh, shucks. <laughs> He's got a really annoying American catchphrase. You're destroying a literary classic. It's like you want to put Jude Law back in it. I mean, why? No. Oh, shucks. <laughs> there we go. That was the explanation of Professor Winston. I like to see that people are already posting his famous catchphrase. Oh, oh shucks. shucks. <laughs> But actually, as we're talking of Professor Winston, I've just had a, tele- a telegram come in from the Queen herself saying that the crown jewels have just been taken by some evil velociraptors. I think this calls for Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> We now present the adventures of Sherlock Holmes and Professor Winston. Professor Winston, this telegram we've had from the Queen. We really must help her and save her crown jewels. Quickly, could you hand me my chronograph? Here you go, Gav. Right, thank you very (laughs) much. He's a cockney, apparently. (laughs) Come on, then, we've got to get going, mate. We've got to get back in time. Right, hang on, how does this work? Let me see. Um, does it... which... Push the button, mate. Right, hang on. That one, on the top. Is it that way or that way? That way. Right. And, okay. and so they went back in time. And they arrived in the Jurassic period. Oh, it's a bit hot here, isn't it? It certainly is, Professor Winston. Do you have any sort of cooling spray? <laughs> no, I'm just going to strip off, mate. <laughs> Good plan. Just run around in the nuddy. <laughs> Quickly, over there. Is that some sort of pterodactyl nest? Oh, yeah. Look at those eggs. They look delicious. Let's have a fry up. Come on, then. I'll get, I'll get an omelette on the go. Hey, wait, oh, what's this sizzling. just like a massive velociraptor nest? Because that was the thing second. that stole them. Suddenly, <laughs> a mother velociraptor walks onto the scene, spots Winston and uh, Holmes in their evil deeds. Professor Winston, that is an excellent Spanish omelette you're making there. Quite like a helper monkey, in fact, might make. But, um... Oh, wait, what's that? Oh, no, it's a giant velociraptor what? come to get you. Look out, <laughs> Professor Winston, it's behind you. Ah, shucks. <laughs> Oh, shucks! shucks! There we go. That was the first instalment of Professor Winston and Sherlock Holmes. We might be going back to them. It depends whether they are popular characters or not. We're still not entirely sure. Okay, now I think we're going to move on to another letter here that's been written in by listener Sarah Davis from How Much Do We Love, a friend of the show, uh, Sarah Davis. And she has written in to say, I'd like to know which one of you is the best dancer. Okay, so wow. we're going to try and work that out now, I think. We're gonna, we've got a boombox here and some lino on the floor. We're going to play a dance song and we're going to do a bit of a dance, really, and see who's the best. Okay, I know this is visual, but we're going to describe it to you, okay? It'll be, we're painting audio pictures. So, Rich, do you want to pop on the music and, yeah. and, and do a dance? Okay. Here we go. Okay. 
Okay, Rich is up first. Here we go. He's entering the dance floor. He's stepping out onto the lino. He's going for a kind of jump and pumping the arms. Oh, he's grabbed Oh, that's the funky chicken. It's the funky chicken. (laughs) We have a funky chicken. It's ambitious. He's pumping his heart as if it's he's like in a boy band. Very good. He's he's raising the roof. He's raising the roof. And finisher. What's your finisher? He's jumping and he's 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 It's the running man! He's running man! Showing no signs of stopping. Come on, Rich! Wrap it up! Power through! Power through! Oh nice! He finishes with a pose, knees down, arms up. There we go. Excellent. Okay, so that was Rich. I think I'm gonna go next. Rich, you can commentate on me. Kick kick it with the music. Here we go. Right, right. Yeah. Okay. Oh, this oh, is impressive. He's got the uh, pumping fists out from his chest. He's going for a bit of a hip-hop style here, I think. Well, that, that's just flailing. I mean, I don't even know what that is. Oh, he's saying... Oh, oh bit like, night that, fever. Night bit of fever? night fever. Saturday night. Oh, he's gone, oh, oh, he's, oh, he's gone he's down gone now. Break he's, he's break dancing. Head spin, he's breakdancing. He's breakdancing. He's shoulder stand. Shoulder stand. Oh, there goes the guitar. Oh, oh, it's a calamity. Oh, my God. That was amazing. Fail. Okay, 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 okay. There we go. Finally... Charlie's confined to his seat, but Charlie, do it now. Quickly, your dance moves. Go. Just use your hands, man. Off he goes. He's, uh. he's, he's moving his hands around. Fantastic. There we go. He's dancing incredibly sexily. I've just noticed he's got <laughs> it his, is sexy. His, his top two buttons undone as well. I'm See a bit of hair now. prevailing out the top. Ooh. <laughs> there we go. Okay, fantastic. So that was our three dance moves. Another fantastic visual section for you there. (laughs) I hope you can tell by how exhausted we are that we were doing pretty well there. And hopefully, Sarah, that is sufficient. (laughs) Should be. Uh, So who who do you think won then? Who who was the best? That was tough. Uh, Is that a chat room vote? I'm not sure. Okay. Okay. They should decide, really. Chat room vote. Who do you think sounded the best? <laughs> Which dancing sounded the best? This is the kind of amazing polls that we set up. Okay, we've got one for Charlie, one for Rich there. Keep it going. Someone said the first one, that's Rich, that's Charlie. Oh, thanks a lot, guys. Charlie wins everything. <laughs> oh, Charlie wins everything. He bloody does Charlie, win Charlie, everything. Rich, Rich. Oh my gosh, this is very close between Charlie. Oh, Rich. one for me. Thanks, Ant. Oh, it looks like we're in this one together, Open shirt buns. Oh, that's me. <laughs> okay, I think this is a toss-up. Oh, between... no, Dan's, Dan's making a late search. <laughs> we could carry on this forever. We'll, we'll, we'll tally those up. I think it's going to be a close one between Rich and Charlie. For now, let's set up a feature that we do every week. It's a kind of a quiz, and it's called Champs and Chumps. Champs and chumps, chumps and chumps. It's time to figure out who is a champ or a chump. Chump! Jumps and Chumps is a section where we do a quiz, basically, to find out, between Charlie and Rich usually, to find out who is this week's champ and who is this week's chump. Okay, now for this time on Champs and Chumps, we've got a bit of an announcement to make, Flat 29 announcement, and that is chance, uh, and that is that Charlie would unfortunately be shortly leaving us, possibly forever, but more likely for about three months. And the reason for this is he's off to Sweden for a bit, aren't you, Charlie? Ah. You're going to Sweden. It, it's true, but I'm not necessarily leaving the podcast. I think that's... Let's not I unnecessarily <laughs> alarm people. Well, this is it. As far as I'm aware, they do have the internet in Sweden, so providing that he can get hooked up, he'll still be on the podcast, but it will, as far as you guys are concerned, it will be basically exactly the same but i think it will add a certain nordic flair to the next six chapters of the podcast so it's going to be the same for you guys but it'll be slightly different for us so to help him out with his sweden trip his three-month sweden trip we thought today we'd do an educational champs and chumps on swedish culture customs and etiquette now for this quiz normally of course we do it between charlie and rich but as we're live i think we can probably expand that we actually got a letter in from another dan saying 
Guys, I'm fed up with Charlie always winning at Champs and Champs. Rich clearly isn't up to the challenge, so surely your live audience can beat him. How about a version of CNC with listeners emailing, texting, tweeting in? Good idea. So this is Champs and Champs with Charlie versus the world, we're calling it. Charlie versus the world. So that's yep. Charlie versus all of you guys out there in the chat room or on Twitter. So what we're going to do is we're going to ask three questions now. Three questions about Swedish culture and etiquette. You're going to write them down. Write them down in the chat room. Get them up there. Charlie's just going to write them down on a bit of paper. Then we're going to go to a song and then come back and see who's won, basically. And as a lot of you have mentioned, Charlie wins everything. Charlie has always won Champs and Champs. We don't know why. We don't know how. He's obviously cheating, but we just haven't worked out how yet. In in case you're keeping tally, that's 17 in a row. (laughs) So I am. And he's not modest with it, is he? He's not modest with it. He's frankly infuriating. So we're going to try and beat this. And this one's up to you guys. So, Rich, do you want to give the first question in the chat room? Just whenever you hear this question, just type it in. And if one of you gets it right, then we'll go with it. Okay, here we go. Okay, so question one, everybody. How much notice should you give when arranging a business meeting in Sweden? So picture that, Charlie. You've got to have an important business meeting about all your important business. Don't say your answer, though, Charlie. Just think it in your head. Just, write just it down. think it. Write it down. We're getting some suggestions in the chat room. Don't look, Charlie. Don't look. Don't look. This Do has got to be you. Okay. I think we should have employed a blindfold here, Dan. <laughs> this is... Uh... Okay, that's good. We're getting some good suggestions in the chat room. <laughs> Two blowjobs might be the front runner. <laughs> <laughs> At least that'll get everyone relaxed, eh? Okay, second question. Question two. What should you do in Sweden if you are early for a dinner party? Okay, Again. what should you do in Sweden when you're early for a dinner party? So, what are you going to do? Two blowjobs. Two blowjobs. This could be the this answer to all of these questions. It's the catch-all answer. <laughs> it's the answer to all of life's questions. Okay, so third question then, Rich. Okay, what are the protocols for exchanging business cards in Sweden? <laughs> I'm just thinking two blowjobs again now. <laughs> One each. That would be amazing, wouldn't it? <laughs> I'll give you a blowjob, you give me a blowjob, and then that's our business cards. Yeah. Right, so those are the questions. Now, Charlie's going to come back and uh, think about those very shortly. But first off, we are going to have another song, which is our song from a couple of podcasts ago, and it's called Factually Accurate Love Song. So keep those suggestions for those answers coming in on the chat rooms we've got some amazing answers now ready when we come back we're going to review those answers and see who's won is it going to be charlie or is it going to be the the world girl your eyes shine like the moon well like two moons specifically position and naturally close together but without the gravitational and tidal problems that would occur if this was not a simile similarly your hair flows like a waterfall like a waterfall that's made of hair descending a cliff that looks just like your face she knows that i'm no good with metaphor but that's not what i met her for at all Probably the Atlantic But I don't want to be pedantic When I start to hint at the disastrous problems That could occur if this was not a simile Similarly your body's like an hourglass That would be more accurate If you had been eating lots of sand She knows that I'm no good with metaphor But that's not what I met her for at all 
full circle so But it always turns out wrong So I made this not very poetic But factually accurate song Factually accurate song Yeah, it's an accurate song Girl, you're so intelligent Your mind is like a library But without the oppressive noise restrictions Or the complicated administrative procedures That would occur if your head was a library So liberally I'll share how are you in compliments But I'll have to check them factually To verify their accuracy She knows that I'm no good with metaphor But that's not what I met her for at all And all that I can see is I was made for you And you were made for me That was Factually Accurate Love Song by Flat29. Okay, fantastic. Right, we've got some excellent answers in there for Champs and Chumps, the three questions. Let's go through your answers first, though, Charlie. So question one. Rich, what was that question again? Question one was, how much notice should you give when arranging a business meeting in Sweden? What's your answer, Charlie? I have a feeling it's quite a long time, because I half remember hearing about this from someone. I think it's probably something like four days. Four days. Okay. Rich, what was the answer? Oh, hang on. No, let's let's think about how we can do this. Let's get our best chat room answer first. There's so many. (laughs) Okay, here we go. So we had a lot of uh, good answers in there. There is no important meetings in Sweden was one of my favourites. <laughs> but the correct answer, what was the correct answer, Rick? correct answer is that you must ensure that you give at least two weeks notice when arranging a meeting in Sweden. Absolutely right. And we had a correct answer almost immediately from Q Sledge, two weeks. And we can see there's a few people down there also saying two weeks now as well. So that's absolutely right. Let's clap. The world, you have won the first question. Well done. How are you feeling, Charlie, at this early stage? I'm really upset because my company does business with stuff in Sweden and there is no way in hell that they arrange stuff two weeks in advance. I'm sorry, Charlie, but we found this on the internet. Charlie, Was it on Wikipedia? Because that's not accurate. You need to have a think about this, Charlie, because you're getting out there and you're just going to be scheduling I'm meetings trying to make willy-nilly. a cupcake at the same time. It's a difficult task. The Pride task. 48 audience are going to be absolutely fine in Sweden. Yeah. You're going to be in trouble. Okay, second question. What was that, Rich? It was... What should you do in Sweden if you're early for a dinner party? Um, leave and come back at the appointed hour. What are you going to do when you leave? Where are you going to go, do you think? Oh, I have to name somewhere to go. Um, can't be the pub because they're too expensive. Um, come on, Charlie. I are you saying I've got, you. I've got to name a place that you're supposed to go because you just said what do you do if but you what arrive do you early? Do? Yeah, what do you do? I mean, you're going, I mean, certainly you're going you don't... back home and come later, basically. Yes, sure. Let's okay. go with that. All right, then. What's the correct answer, Rich? Okay, the correct answer is, it's not an uncommon event in Sweden for guests to sit in the car until the last minute or walk around the block until the expected time of arrival. 
So, just sit I think in your really, car. I, well, you're putting words in my mouth there saying you go back home. Because I said you wouldn't turn I, up early, which technically is the right I'm answer I'm not here. on Charlie's side, but I think he should get a point for that. Well, I think our closest answer in the chat room was from Nessa, who said, wait outside, which is pretty close, isn't it? Wait outside. And but Charlie would never turn up early. I think that you didn't give a particularly kind of... Well, let's say that's one all. Let's say it all hangs on the last one then. To make it dramatic, sure. <laughs> I'm with you, Nessa, but um, all right. Charlie's being insistent. This is how he wins, you see. So final it, question. It's 2-1 now, yeah? It's 1-all. It's 1-all. We've done two questions. So what's the final question, Rich? Okay, final question. What are the protocols for exchanging business cards in Sweden? What do you think, Charlie? What are the protocols? Certainly, I think there's probably a handshake involved. Right. Um, I have a feeling it's like handshake, hand the business card over, and then handshake again or something like that. Yeah. Cock shake? No. No. Two blowjobs, that's what people keep saying. In the people keep room. saying it's going to be two very long blowjobs if it's a two-week before the business meeting, which I think is a good point. <laughs> Five knuckle shuffle? No? Okay, well, the, the correct, correct answer. answer is that there are no protocols for exchanging <laughs> business cards in Sweden. You guys suck so much. <laughs> so you could just do two blowjobs or... That's just fine, do whatever you like. And the correct answer in the chat room, we had two from Big Fatty sent in and just said... Cards are not acceptable in Sweden. Which is not quite on the ball, but I like it. That's not a right answer. And Daniel Beaver said, it's a trick question. People in Sweden just don't do business. No, they don't do and business. And I, I think that those two are closer than Charlie's option. I'm sorry. I don't. I, I do, don't. definitely. No, no, they, no. It's a trick question, and it was a trick question. So I'm sorry, Charlie. You have lost the first ever Champs and Chumps. Congratulations to the world. Woo! Yes, the world. Screw you, world. <laughs> the world wins. Congratulations, the world. Champ. Champ. <laughs> Champ. 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 We're pointing Champ. at Charlie pointing to demoralise him. Okay, I think we're getting towards the last kind of 20 minutes or so of our show. I think we should take another visit to those guys at uh, Sherlock Holmes and Professor Winston. Sherlock <laughs> okay, in, in this situation, Sherlock Holmes and Professor Winston have just received news that ants are stealing some delicious treats from a picnic, but it has to be in the 1600s. What are they going to do? I think we should go back in time again, Sherlock. <laughs> it's true, we must stop these ants before they can steal the picnic. Escape. Quick, Winston, have me my chronograph. Here you go, mate. Wait, remind me how this works again every time. I'm just so forgetful. You just got to push the button and let me know, mate. Do I need to wind it to the correct time? Yes, wind it back to 1660s. Right, hang on. That's one, two, and three. And so Come they on. went back in Four. time. And ah. they arrived in the 1600s. Oh. Professor Winston, we appeared to be in the 1600s. I know. That's we're a in, bit of luck. I know, we're in London town and it bloody stinks. Well, what are we going to do about these ants? Look, there they are. They're just heading out to the picnic now. Look, they're gloating, aren't they? Having fun, going to the picnic, Quickly, stealing the food. Quickly, perhaps you could borrow my magnifying glass. Yeah. Do something I, with it. If I just angle this, I could knock one of no, these No, Winston, out. what are you doing? That looks like you're setting fire to a bakery shop in Drury Lane. <laughs> and the fire started to rage, causing the Great Fire of London. Ah, shucks. <laughs> Ah, shucks! 
Someone just points out that Professor Winston's accent changes with time. <laughs> <laughs> He's a time travelling, uh, like crime solver, isn't he? His, his yeah. accent's going to shift. His accent um, shifts to the time. So you know, I'm glad to see that there are people in the chat room adopting the catchphrase. Ah, oh, shucks! <laughs> it's the most annoying catchphrase ever, and that's how we know that it is a good catchphrase because it's incredibly annoying. <laughs> okay, now I think we should take a couple more quick questions. Yeah, definitely. Good okay. idea. Here we go. Question came in from Stephen from Wisconsin, who said, "What are your feelings on the theory of infant solipsism?" Charlie. All right. (laughs) Slightly misjudging the tone of our show there. Glad you went to Charlie first on that one. (laughs) That's a very serious question. So infant solipsism. Solipsism is the kind of theory of believing that you are in your own mind and no one else really exists. And I guess as a child, you have that, I suppose. What do you think about it, Charlie? Just in a three-word sentence. Then we'll crack on something else. A three-word sentence? Yeah. (laughs) Yep. I see. um... Three words on infant solipsism. That's kind of crazy. <laughs> oh, <That's- shucks. laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Uh, we also got a tweet in from listener John Skinner from the Carnisti Cafe, who simply says, Shag, marry, kill. This is a question to ask your live audience. Now, I feel like we're opening up a horrible can of worms there. A can of worms of shame and disillusionment. I think and that's... depravity. Let's not forget <laughs> depravity. <laughs> that's just a statement on life, isn't it? I think that one's going through the chat room anyway, isn't it? <laughs> Fantastic. Was well, it Shag, Marry, Kill? Yeah, yeah. Cool. For, the, for the three of us. So, I don't know. Let's, let's try and avoid those then, shall we? <laughs> okay, let's go on to some more uh, things here. I hope everyone's been playing our um, drinking games, by the way. I think people are probably... Because Richard, <coughs> we've said um and ah a hell of a lot. Yeah, I'm drinking every time. Fantastic. Okay, we had a message in from listener John L saying, seeing as it's the Pride Festival, if Flat29 put part in a Pride Parade, what kind of floats would you guys have what kind of floats going down the uh, streets would we have a really big one yeah yeah we would have <laughs> a big try and one compensate for with our small willies with a massive float we'd have a <laughs> speak for yourself <laughs> <laughs> we'd have a giant willy on it and some dancing willies <laughs> that the head comes out of the tip and and then you're inside oh, what me i'm in when yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Can we not? i think we should have a giant cake that could be fake and then that would open up, and then the giant willies would come dancing out of that. <laughs> okay. I think Charlie should burst out at some point with <laughs> lots of other men dressed as semen. <laughs> this, is, this is all good stuff. <laughs> I like it. Someone's just said on the chat room that we should give our best American accent. How do you feel about that? Now, Charlie, a little known uh, fact is that you were God. born in America, weren't you? He's made in America. This is technically true. Yeah, I can't deny it um but uh so you speak the american go on do, i i do don't us. speak the american i've lived here all my life that's just that's a little unfair do do your best american accent for us charlie no no i i, I don't want to oh dear rich <laughs> our shucks uh, i don't know what can you do <laughs> well, it's just like you know just like just hey guys um our shucks <laughs> <laughs> hamburgers yeah. What I like best, though, is when American people do English accents. I think that's always really good because they either go for a Hugh Grant foppish kind of man or just ultra posh the Queen or Cockney. Cockney Professor Cockney. Winston, which is always good fun, isn't it? Or if you take the um, Russell Crowe school, you kind of sort of lapse into some sort of bizarre Irish halfway through. 
<laughs> Take, for instance, his recent Robin Hood effort. Poor Very show. <laughs> okay, I think we're kind of getting to the point where we're about 10 minutes till the end of our show. I think we should just about wrap things up with a song. How do you feel about that? that yeah, let's good. do a song. Let's, let's have a sing-along. Okay, and we're going to do this song live for you now. We've played a couple of recorded ones now, but we're going to attempt to do something live. This is going to be a bit shambolic. We are going to perform our song, You're an Old Lady That Used to Be Hot. This is a song that was from our podcast on the elderly. And yeah, it's a song about an old lady that you can just look at them and tell that used to be quite hot. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> Marjorie, I get a funny feeling when you look at me Baby, I can see what's going on Yeah, yeah. And Marjorie, what do you make me feel so tingly? You might be 83, but why doesn't it seem wrong? Cause when I saw you at the post office late last week I was standing behind you and you smelled so sweet like popiary Lavin's a great plug-in There's something about you, girl Don't be wondering what is wrong with me, with me? I'm I know you're wrong so far But when I see you looking back at me I've got to smile The only confusion that I've got Is that you're an old lady It used to be hot What secrets lie behind those eyes? Fifty years ago You had your pick of all the guys Marjorie I get a funny feeling when you look See what's going on And Marjorie, well do you make me feel so tingly? You might be 83, but why doesn't it seem wrong? Because I don't know why, but every time I see you and my body says yes Even though my mind says no, no. I just can't stop myself from calling out Bingo! It's always a pleasure to witness all the echoes of your former fitness But surely it's about what's underneath So I can look past your grey hair and your false teeth Your artificial hip and your dodgy knee And I can see the smoking hottie that you used to be I bet back in the day you used to stop men in, in your tracks. tracks But now they're only stopping to carry some of your shopping, shopping. Girl, I wanna give you a bit of a stroke. stroke But I can't in case I literally give you a stroke But let me get it straight, I'm not weird, weird or crazy. crazy I wouldn't look twice at most old ladies There's something that they're lacking but it's something that you've got because you're an old lady that used to be hot marjorie your beauty peaked too soon back when you were in your prime my mum was in the womb marjorie i get a funny feeling when you look at me baby i can see what's going on and marjorie what do you make me feel so tingly why doesn't it seem wrong? There we go. Whoa. <laughs> Okay, I think we've got time for a couple of little discussion topics before we finish our show there. Let's go through and see if we've got any more letters in from people. I'll tell you what one issue I'd like to deal with is that I've got a Christmas tree in my garden and I've got to get rid of it. My landlord has told me that I've got to get rid of my Christmas tree. What am I going to do? Well, I don't know. I don't know. What do you do with a Christmas tree in June, late June? I think you should just get, you it, it? get it and just use it as a sword and uh, on your landlord, basically. <laughs> Tack him with it. <laughs> 
slice him down with a manky old Christmas tree. Shove it up his ass. Okay, I will do that. Thank you very much. I think we need to wrap up Challenge Charlie, actually. Charlie has been making a cake throughout this whole episode. He's just putting on the final touches now. Are you ready to present to us the final cake there, Charlie? I could do with 30 seconds just to do a bit more sellotape. He's destroying on the boobs (laughs) Well, we're going to post these pictures up on our website. I'm sorry, it's a bit of a visual challenge, but we will post these pictures up and we'll do our best to describe it for you. Basically, what he's got, he's got a pink ring of cardboard on which he's got another pink ring and he's got a yellow ring of cardboard on the top of well it looks pretty good and he's drawn some lips on it as well fantastic Ah, nice good charlie oh my gosh okay we're going to be putting this on our website www.flat29.com get onto there soon and you'll be able to see um all of our stuff you can see all of our notes for this show we'll have some pictures of our setup everything like that so yeah it's going to be good the flat 29 songs are all available on itunes you can get down to itunes and search for flat 20 rhymes r-h-y-m-e-s the songs if you just search for flat 29 it'll come up and they are all absolutely free you can get our songs all for free for some reason we put hours of effort into something and then give it away we just give it away we like it that you like it and we like selfless writing and say it so please do search for us flat 29 big book of everything search for us on the old computer there we'd like that we're running a little bit uh, early actually so i think we can probably go through another little few things here um we got a message in from listener scott saying that since it's pride 48 what is the gayest thing that us straight folks have done it's your fashion sense, Dan. Well, if we're going to take this as reductive stereotypes, then, yes, we are. <laughs> then this leads us on to a controversy that's been raging recently. After, in a recent podcast extra, I admitted to wearing Ugg boots. Ugg boots are those kind of fashionable ladies' boots, and I do I wear know. them because they're really, really comfy. I can imagine them being comfy, but... Dan, when I first saw that, I thought I questioned my friendship. <laughs> I my wear them inside, I should say. I wear them inside. Yeah, at least, yeah, at least you just wear You're not, you know... <laughs> just like sharing them off down the high street some people think it's really bad i mean some listener matt downton wrote in and said did i miss something or does dan have ugg boots but luckily my girlfriend chipped in and said his legs look great in them he looks like a celebrity starlet <laughs> 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 which i think is lovely isn't it it looks like you should go to sweden some people in the chat room are just saying no uggs Total strike, Dan. Dan is dead to me. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I'm really sorry, Which is the guys. correct answer, people. Look, I just want to stress again. I'm just stressing again, right? I wear them inside on my own in my house. No one else sees me. And, and look, I, I felt like I could I could confess this here. And I know you'd all accept me. That's only I'm because sorry. somebody mentioned it. Was it. I don't think it was you who mentioned it originally, no. was it? No. So, yeah, I do I do wear Uggs, and I'm, I'm really sorry about that. I hope you can all still accept me for who I am. I'm yeah, an Ugg wearer and proud. We'll accept you when you burn the Uggs, okay, for well, sure. We'll see. Big Fatty wrote in and asked us to tell each other's quirks and oddities. Quirks and oddities? Have any of, have any of us got any particular quirks? I'm just a bit weird in general, aren't I? I think Rich counts as our quirk and oddity. <laughs> I'm just odd. <laughs> On his own. Yeah. He's an oddity. I'm just, I'm really normal, but I'm really odd. There you go. You've got some oddities that we've talked about in a previous podcast where you're very scared of um, things growing. Everything. Yeah. And uh, That's freaky. Like <laughs> nests. Yeah, absolutely. I don't like nests. <laughs> Luckily, that doesn't come up too much. <laughs> Luckily, that's fine. So you're, you're kind of all right. Charlie, have you got any quirks or oddities? Uh, I have many, 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 many quirks and oddities. Too many, in fact, probably to list here um, <laughs> right now. Um You've got people yeah. in the chat room saying that Rich is a lovable quirk. And I'd have oh, to agree there. Thank you. It's he true. is a, a lovable you. quirk. Fantastic. Now, I think we can probably start to wrap up our show because the Foul Monkeys are on next. 
So I hope you've enjoyed it today. It's been a little bit of an experiment, a bit of an odd one. We've never done a live show before, as you might have been able to tell. It's a bit shambolic. We tried to plan it all absolutely rigorously, but these things never go entirely as planned. So I hope you've enjoyed it. We've had a lot of fun. Is that right, guys? Yeah. Yeah, and we've I've really enjoyed being part of the flats, uh, the the Pride 48 experience. Pride 48 is a wonderful thing that we only heard about quite recently, actually. But it's been fantastic. We've been listening to lots of shows, and we will continue to listen to lots of shows, as should you. Uh, the Foul Monkeys are up next, who are great. We love the Foul Monkeys. Uh, they're very nice to us on Twitter and have mentioned us in a podcast. And so, yes, we love the Foul Monkeys. You should definitely stay tuned in to them. If you want to keep listening to us, flat29.com. That's where you can get everything. We'd love you to subscribe to our podcast, listen to us there. Our normal podcasts are much less shambolic. Yeah, they are. <laughs> it's true. So go and listen to some of those. Okay, so we'll see you there on our other podcast. Have a great rest of the weekend. Flat 29's big book of everything. Down a million to go. We've covered that in enormous detail. There's nothing else we could possibly want to know. We could possibly want to know. Oh no! Love you all. Hello again. It's still me, Auntie Vera Charles from VeraSpeaks.com. From those straight boys over at Flat 29, we're going to move to those gay boys over at... Uh, but we're getting a bunch of requests in the chat room because everyone wants to know what Rich has been eating this weekend. <sighs> Could they have not made a jingle or something for that? Like, you know, <laughs> what is it that Rich is uh, eating this weekend? Could somebody work on that for me, please? Just get a nice uh, big, uh, you know, kind of a snazzy opening for that. What's Rich had for dinner today? All right. Uh, so Rich started off this weekend by eating lunch. Uh, I believe he had. Cheese sandwich. <laughs> you're, not, you're not really elaborating on it much. It was a cheese sandwich with... Cheese sandwich with mixed salad leaf and cherry tomatoes, followed by Hagen dazs strawberry cheesecake, cheesecake ice cream. Yeah, it was very nice. I guess ice cream is something that they have in the uh, UK <laughs> that we don't have here. All right, and then <clears throat> Rich ate dinner. Barbecue, burgers... Hot dogs, salad, tikka vegetable skewers, <laughs> and cider. Hang on, there was um, rice things, rice salad. Oh yeah, posh salad. Hummus, a mixture, dips, dips. Chris, crudite. Um, what else did we do? We've been eating for a whole family. We've been eating. We are a, like a family. Yeah, flat <laughs> I'm 20. the mum. No, you're the mum. Oh, uh, <laughs> I'm like the crazy child who eats all the sweet corn. Sweet corn. Okay, bye. 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 Uh, So Dan from Flat29 says he would have done a jingle, but I guess he didn't quite know this would become a regular feature. Well, Dan, really, honestly, seriously, you didn't. Um, (laughs) Get right on that, Dan. Right, yes. And we would also like to know uh, if Rich has eaten any cooled milk treats, which I think is what they call ice cream over there. Uh, And then finally, Rich had breakfast.
Rich, what have you had for your morning after Pride 48 show breakfast? I've had a tasted tea cake with lashings of butter. (laughs) (laughs) And a cup of tea? Wee wee, monsieur. (laughs) Apparently tea is French? I don't know. I don't know. You know, those boys confuse me. They use that Queen's English thing, and it's just really uh, kind of uh, weird. Uh, you know what I love so about Rich is he's just so fucking uh, enthusiastic about what he's eating. Fueled milk treats. <laughs> it doesn't matter what he's eating, because, you know, let's be honest, it's British food. It's crap. But he's, he's just so uh, <laughs> he's just so excited about it. Uh, right. I've never heard somebody so excited about a cheese sandwich. Cheese sandwich. <laughs> cheese sandwich. Yay. 